It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. On the line with us is State Representative Christina Minacucci. And Christina, thanks for calling in this morning. Thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure to have you here. You have uh, never eaten 20,000 Big Macs, have you? Um, no, I have not. <laughs> Maybe uh, not even in my whole life. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody doing that. Oh my gosh! And uh, and, and I, I know, know based on the way my sons eat at the table some nights, they might be capable. Maybe I'll enter them into that contest. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. And uh, and nowadays, uh, you know, it's a lot different than it was uh, 15 years ago. A Big Mac is uh, probably cost twice as much as it used to. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. And I and I know that you're you're big into uh, education. Do you um are, are do you remember when uh, Christina McAuliffe uh, or, or Christine McAuliffe got named as the uh, first school teacher for to go into outer space? I remember that day. I remember being in school. Uh, that was not when not when the, the accident happened, but when she actually got named. Do you remember oh, that? Oh no, I don't remember when that happened. Yeah, that uh, that explosion. That's one of those things that you remember where you were when it happened. I do. I remember. I remember like my teacher wheeling in, you know, the the big TV on a cart with the straps on it, you know, the AV cart that came into the classroom. And um, yeah, I remember it was like, and we were all in shock. Yeah, that, that was just horrible. And, and that's, uh, you know, just a few. There's a, a couple, like uh, you're uh, too young. I remember when uh, John F. Kennedy was uh, shot. I was in fifth grade, I think it was, Mrs. Hiller's social <laughs> social studies class. Uh, she was a tough one, and uh, and nine eleven. Where were you then? I was working. I was sitting at my desk, and I remember um, using instant messenger, you know, AOL instant messenger at my desk at work, and I was messaging my friends, trying to see what was going on because we didn't even have a TV in our office. Um, and so, like, you know, we had, <laughs> I had a little radio, <laughs> a little radio in my office, and I was, like, listening to the news on the radio. Um, yeah, I just, you know, so different than, like, today, everybody, I mean, that wasn't that long ago, but we didn't all have smartphones. Like, I didn't have a smartphone. I, I didn't watch videos on the Internet then. I didn't even have strong enough Internet in my office to watch a video. Wow about that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with listening to the news on the radio. We still reach no, 93 million people a week. You'd be happy to know, right? <laughs> you'd be happy to know that that's what I had my little radio, and that's what I listen to. Now I listen to the radio on my computer. That's right, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the time, I had a little radio with a, you know, with an antenna trying to get the right channel so I could hear what was going on. Wow, about that. Yeah, yeah. radio reaches uh, 93% of uh, the American public every week, every week. So yeah, radio reaches a lot of folks. But beyond that, something that also reaches a lot of folks is uh the state budget, and that's something that uh, the Governor Baker signed uh, signed this past right. weekend, right? Yep. Um, and uh, actually, we were all a little surprised because um, we were thinking we said probably we were thinking it probably would come on Friday because that's a good day, gives everybody the weekend to review what he did. 
And there's some vetoes of sections in there, which is typical. Um, and so then this week we'll do some review and then we'll probably be, you know, either accepting or overriding his amendments and um, going from there. So, I mean, it looks good that we might have a budget in the next week or so. And um, our area has got a lot of earmarks, um, which, you know, we they don't get those until it's all signed, sealed, and delivered. So I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, anxious organizations that are hoping that their earmarks stick and that they'll come, the money will come into, um, come into our area. We got, we did get, um, a line item put in there to get some more small business technical assistance money, um, which was accepted. So we're hopeful that, um, that will, that'll really help. Our area did really well the last time those grants, that grant program came out. So, um, you know, millions of dollars came into Merrimack Valley off of that for our little businesses. So it was really a successful program. And it's all grant money. So they don't have to pay it back. It's not some weird loan program. And um, and it really, really helped the tiny businesses that, you know, we have so many of here. So um, Well, yeah, that. you're talking to one right here. <laughs> but uh, how much was that? That was uh, the last year's budget, right? Um, so, yeah, in the last year's budget, um, at, you know, across the state, it was billion, you know, um, about oh, just about a billion dollars or so that went out. But, um, you know, our region, I think, got around, I think the final calculus was about 20 million for our, you know, four communities around here um, and small business technical assistance. And so that went, or it was technical assistance plus. Um, just small business grants, just helping businesses bail out. Um, and it was focused really on like restaurants and, you know, um, gyms, you know, exercise facilities, hair salons, daycares, Uber, like people who ran like Uber services, like or transportation services rather. Um, and when you look down the list, we had hundreds of businesses from the Merrimack Valley get these, um, get these grants. It's just a, it was a really big help for a lot of them. It was what made the difference between them closing and staying open. Um, and that was in addition to kind of some of the other grant programs that came out, you know, to help with outdoor seating. You know, Haverhill helped a lot with the outdoor seating wherever they could. Lawrence helped with their outdoor seating um, just to try to keep restaurants going. Um, there were a lot of programs to help the small businesses, like restaurants, have get an online ordering system. It's shocking how many people didn't have that a year ago. Now it's like everywhere you go, someone has an online ordering system. But, you know, March or April of last year, there were a lot of local restaurants that didn't have that. Well, how about that? Yeah, I, that's something I, I haven't taken advantage of. The last time I tried to order something online, it kept asking me, you know, this and that and nine other things. And I said, ah, oh, forget it. Just... too much, yeah. <laughs> I'll just well, have a, yeah. a bowl of cereal. <laughs> That's right. Well, it seems, you know, those are the things that, um, you know, that built resiliency into our system, which is really exciting, is that, okay, well, this was a really hard year and a lot of businesses didn't make it. But businesses that were able to survive, at least there were programs out there to sort of build more resiliency, which, you know, were things that we didn't realize that there were weaknesses. We didn't know what the weaknesses were until all of a sudden they started appearing. And now with some of these programs, they're able to protect themselves against another potential disaster. 
um, which, you know, happened in Lawrence and North Andover with the glass explosion, a lot of them were actually in better position when COVID hit because they had just gone through a disaster. We figured out, whoa, they don't have any of these things to build in resiliency, helped them build in resiliency. And then when COVID hit, they were ahead of other businesses because they had built some of that resiliency in already as a result of the first disaster. Hmm. So. Well, how about that? Now, uh, what are some of the other earmarks that you are hoping survive the the governor's pen? Well, most of the local ones here are, have um, have have all made it. They all made it over that bar, so that's good. But you know, we have, um, you know, in Haverhill, there's the Cogswell Art Space has some money coming there. We've got the big the the big dollar monies make supporting um, the health care system, but lots of small programs in, in Haverhill, Groundwork Lawrence, um, which is based out of Lawrence but covers our whole region. Got money to do a regional food assessment and um, do regional food work so to support all of our communities, not just Lawrence, with um, food security. So that one was a really important earmark for us. Um, and going from Andover straight across to Haverhill. So that is really good for us. Um, there's the Boys and Girls Club. We'll be getting money as well as the Y. So those are places that have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. We've got um, a boardwalk and a rail trail in North Andover that's going to be supported. That got quite a bit of money, which is great because it connects an area of town um, where we can't really put in a sidewalk, and this is a, and a lot of kids travel through there, so this would be a great kind of alternative path on the sort of a dangerous stretch of country road to get people off the street, especially kids coming from the high school and the middle school on their bikes. So you know, just a, you know, just little things like that that I think make our quality of life better, and they're I call them normal things, things that we like to do every year. You know, to be able to support. Um, the quality of life of the people who live in our community that we kind of had to forget about last year. So all these little things that are um, that make life better. In COVID, all we were doing was like, you know, <laughs> trying to stop the bleeding. And this year, it was nice to be able to sit back and say, what organizations can we help support with some initiatives to sort of bring back um, normal life for people? So that was that 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 feels good, I guess. <laughs> hey, on uh, on Friday, you were part of the uh, legislative parade that went through the area, Gateway Cities. What happened there? Well, I, I hate to say it, but I wasn't able to be there. Um, but um, it was a really interesting. I supported. I supported it. Um, but yeah, the the Gateway Cities Caucus is a group of us that represents the Gateway Cities across the state. And we come together once a month and we sort of talk about issues that are really specific to our cities that are very different from other cities. Um, we have different challenges in gateway cities. And there's also different initiatives that are available to our cities. So here we have Methuen, Haverhill, and Lawrence. So we have three gateway cities sort of clustered up here. Um, and, you know, monies are, there are grant programs that are available to our cities that aren't available to Andover, North Andover, or even, even other small cities like Newburyport. So, um, you know, part of this listening tour is the chairs of the of that group 
have been going around the state just hearing from, you know, what are we doing well here? What was really hard for us? And trying to share amongst other members of the caucus, like, you know, maybe best practices they can take back. Um, I was, uh, I had a, I, I had signed up to chaperone um, a scouting, a scout outing to go, <laughs> to take a bunch of girls on a scout outing on a camping trip. So <laughs> you found me in a tent in the rain on Friday. <laughs> I guess it was sunny. Well, um, that, but I, I had planned that so long ago. I said, oh, I'm missing out on this tour. But they're going to come back because they missed Haverhill, so, which is good. But, yeah, the, you know, just discussing, like, the types of things that groups like UTEC have been doing and CSU has been doing. And a really, you know, a focus was also our community hospitals because um, Lawrence General – that uh, was one of the hardest hit hospitals in the state. We're always, I would say, we're always top five for the worst things, the places where you don't want to be in the top five. Um, and our reimbursement rates are very low from MassHealth as well as, um, you know, the private insurance companies. We get reimbursed at a much lower rate than a place like Leahy or Winchester Hospital. Um, and as a result, we are, um, Lawrence General is always running at a deficit and they're in a you know, they're in a pretty tough place right now. And they are a safety net hospital and they are picking up, you know, picking up everybody who's struggling to get good health care. And they do an amazing job. Um, plus, they are um, the highest level trauma hospital that you can be for a small hospital. So any trauma that happens anywhere in our region goes to Lawrence General and we're it. That's it. So, um, you know, they serve a very important um, role, not to mention all the people they employ. Um, and so that was really a big focus of that tour was making sure everybody understands, hey, by the way, it's happening here, but it could happen to you in Quincy and then it can happen to you in New Bedford or, you know, any place else in the state in Brockton that has these like very critical community hospitals that are um, basically the glue <laughs> for healthcare and employment. For our region. Uh, it's very, very important. All right. Well, uh, Christina, I want to thank you for joining us today. We'll get you back on again uh, before you know it, right? In the month of August. Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a little break from session, but I don't know. Yeah. Last year. We might not this year. Well, we'll see. Uh, okay. It's, yeah. It's going to be, we'll have a drought between now and then. How's that? As long as it's not raining, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. We'll get you back on again before you know it. Great. Thank uh, you. Oh, you bet. State Representative Christina Minicocci, our guest this morning here on The Wave 97.9 WHAB. Wake up with Wind Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAB. W-H-A-B